Frankie, come, come on. Frankie, come. Good boy, good boy. Sit, good boy. Down, down, good boy. And stay, stay, good boy. How about you? Can you sit down and stay for the next half hour? This is Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. Hello there, and welcome once again to Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. This is Devon from Canada. You may remember, if you were listening last month, that we played part one of an address given by Tellington Touch Practitioner and Guide Dog Mobility Instructor Jane Madigan. This was at a conference, an AGM of Guide Dog Users of Canada. She began talking to us about anxiety and how to get rid of it in your guide or service dog. So here is part two. Now another stroke that you can do, and we're going to do it on yourself first, is the ear stroke. And the ear has lots of um, reflexology points on it. So when you stroke your dog's ear, it's affecting different parts of the body. And when you start to get used to this touch, it's the ears are a very good indication of your dog's body temperature. If they're, if they're cold or if they're hot. And whether your dog's ears are cold or hot, you can regulate their temperature by doing ear strokes. So what I'd like you to do, again, <clears throat> your dominant hand is going to do the work and your left hand is gonna be your dog's ear. <laughs> okay. So what I'd like you to do is with, I'm right-handed. With my left hand, I've just lifted up my arm and I've let my hand collapse just relax so it's like a dog's ear and what I would like you to do with your your hand is dominant hand place your fingers underneath the wrist and place your thumb on the top so you're you're supporting but you're just holding very lightly your hand or in this case the dog's ear and you're not going to squeeze the ear you're going to hold it really nicely and then what I'd like you to do without squeezing the ear, move your hand down the dog's ear, stroking. So your fingers are still in contact with your dog's ear and your thumb is just holding over the top. And when you get to the end of your fingertips, don't stop. Just keep stroking into the air. That helps ground your dog as well. What's important with this stroke is that when you are stroking down, do not pull your dog's ears out stroke them down the neck or the side of the cheek and finish off on the dog's throat or side of the cheek. Okay, now rule of thumb is when you do this, it's best to work when sitting at the side of your dog, not in front. And the reason is that you can actually, for the right hand, you for the right ear, you use the right hand and for the left ear, you use the left ear. And when you stroke down the ear, don't pull it out, put it away. 
And what you can do is take the whole ear in your hand. If your dog is moving, give them a break. Just do one stroke, give them a break, leave them. But rather than, you take the whole ear in your right hand. I'm doing the right ear, the right hand. And you stroke down the dog's throat, side of the face, and onto their throat. Don't, don't stroke the ear out because it will really annoy the dog. Remember, it's a very sense, sensitive area of the body. It holds lots of sensory input. And if your dog has turned their head over and they're upside down, you can't really do it. However, I'm going to show you another stroke. I'm watching you, Kim. This is great. I'm watching you. <laughs> but just give the dog a break. Don't overly do it. Remember, the ears have lots of receptive places in which affect other parts of the dog. So when you stroke the ears, you can help a dog warm up by warming the ears. You know, when you get home from, um, from walking, or the down curve, you can just do this one stroke down one, one ear and go, oh my God, the dog's ears are cold. I'm just going to warm, warm them up while I'm here. In that case, <clears throat> while your dog is working, while they're at the down curb, or if they're standing, rather than hold the ears, <clears throat> take your left hand and place your hand on the top of the head, very that, that light pressure again, and stroke down the left ear and stroke it down the throat or cheek and stroke onto the dog's neck away. And then do the other ear. Just turn your hand over and stroke down the right ear, down, down the throat, along the cheek and away. And what you will find is that it will help the dog warm up. It will help with respiration. It would help with body temperature. And it's a really nice way to reconnect at the down curve. If you don't want to do the shoulder stroke and you've only got time to stroke one ear, just stroke one ear. Awesome job. Thank you. Let's just wait here and then you can assess the situation. So again, it's all about calm. It's all about breathing. It's all about having and smiling as well because you're reconnecting with your dog. It's enhancing your relationship with your dog, especially your working relationship because guide dogs, as Bill was saying, have a really hard working life than all the other service assistance dogs. But reconnecting on this level, in this way, before and after working, will really, really help you. Now, if, if you find, you can do this on your own ear too, but it's slightly different. If you find that you're a little bit stressed or you can't sleep at night, what you can do is, by stroking the ear, you can actually calm your breathing and it will help you fall asleep. So what you do is, I'm right-handed again. I'm going to do it on my ear, my thumb and my forefinger, my first finger. I'm going to place my thumb on the outside of the top of my ear, my finger on the inside of the rim there. And very calmly, I'm going to, light pressure, move my thumb and finger down the ear to the earlobe and down the side of my face and beyond. And just do that two or three times on your own ear and then do your other ear 
and you will find it helps with your uh, respiration and your breathing. Before we ask any questions, I'm just going to co cover another stroke that you can do. I will also be covering these strokes again, the techniques and the different types of strokes in this MP3 that I will send to Greg over the next couple of days and then he can send it to you. But it's really important after you've worked your dog, your dog needs to recover and recuperate from the stresses of life out there. And what you will find is that they're most probably going to have a nap or they're going to have a sleep. And it's really important not to disturb them while they're sleeping because the brain is processing information. It's recharging. And dogs learn new information when they're asleep. It's like humans, like every, everything. When you have new information, especially with these new touches that you're going to be introducing over the next little while, and hopefully you'll do it for the rest of the dog's life, because believe me, it will pay off big time for your dog and yourself. Sleep and nap time is important for your brain to make sense of all this sensory input. What I will just add is when you introduce these strokes, these touches, less is more. You don't want to overstimulate the dog. If you do a touch and they move away, let them go. They'll come back when they're ready. As they begin to process all this new information you're giving them, they will start to love you for it and actually come and pester you for you to do the touch. Louise, can you ask your question? Is that possible? One thing I found is... Even more, not just to touch the rubbing. Like I'm sitting on a bus or a sky train here in BC. And if you're just, you know, when they're working, they're in between, she's in between my legs sitting, putting her head on one, I'll sometimes lay her head towards one way and I'll just rub one side of her, her face, her head. She just loves that. But if you sit down on the floor with her and do that, she prefers it in harness. And that is just more unusual of all my dogs and I just wondered is there a reason a dog would want it more in harness and that relaxation is there something I can do that maybe as an older dog can change some of this or not yes there is it, it doesn't matter what age the dog I've, I've worked with many rescues young and old and this has a huge impact on their well-being when, when you're working her and she enjoys the stroke, it's, it's helping her calm. You're reconnecting with her while she's working. When, you're do when, you're, when she's at home, which is a safe place, she has more of a choice in saying, I can't cope with this. This is too much. That, that's all she's saying. I can't cope with this. It's too much. I'm in a safe place. Just leave me alone. And what you can do, and again, the touches, the strokes that I will explain on the audio will help her with her body sensitivity when she's saying when you're grooming her just do a couple of strokes leave her do a couple of strokes later leave her i've got a really nice stroke that she will enjoy that will help with that body sensitivity again i'm going to explain it on the audio it's called the octopus she's going to love it but again anything new that you introduce with your dog 
it's sending new information to the brain. So with this type of touch for her, if you feel that your hand is heavy, just take your, the weight of your hand off slightly, just slightly, and literally just do one stroke down the shoulder, bring your hand up over the other shoulder, bring your hand up, move your hand away. What's important is that you finish the stroke away from the dog, so your hand's in the air as you finish the stroke. Rather than just stroke down, your hand is heavy on the dog, and then you move it away. That's not going to really work. This stroke, this touch, is about breathing into it, stroking down, stroking up, moving your hand away. So you stroke the air as you move your hand away from the dog. It finishes it off nicely. I just had something else come into my mind, um, and it's gone again when I was talking about that touch. But less is more. When you're introducing this touch, do it once or twice, leave it. Your dog has to process information. Now, with grooming your dog, or if your dog has any bodily sensitivity, remember, just going on to that dog with the sensitivity at the base of the tail, onto the tail, the tail is an extension of the spine, and it still has all those nerve endings in it. And dogs hold tension in different parts of their body, and one of the places that dogs who are stressed or anxious will hold their tension is in that part of the body, in the back end. So dogs hold their tension in their back end and their mouth. So just be aware of that. So what you can do to help a dog that might have what I call a tight butt is to place your hand, again, a very light pressure, top of the dog's head, and you're going to be working down the spine, and just stroke from the head down the neck and your the dog's spine will be just underneath the palm of your hand slow it down slow stroke all the way to the dog's back if they move away that's fine if they don't that's good too so you're stroking down the, the dog towards their end of their butt toward as the start of the tail stroke the tail down towards the dog's leg and onto the dog's leg and then away. And what that does, I, I see you. <laughs> and what that does is it will give new information to the whole of the spine. Your dog has nerve endings in the spine that go back into the gut of the dog. Okay. But also just doing that, it will start to release the tension around that tight area of your dog's butt on the tail. Kim, you had a question. Uh, yeah. Um, you saw when I'm trying to do those touches, he just zones right out right away. Yeah. Rolls over onto his stomach and says, you know what, just give it to me. Yeah. Just, so what do I do? I guess I just, like, if he rolls over like that and he wants that belly and everything just... You know, I can go up his legs. I can. And that's great. That's great. The other thing that I I just remembered when I was talking to Louise is when when you're at home and you're doing these strokes, be in the moment with your dog. It's all about seeing what they're saying to you in their body language. 
But when you're in that moment with your dog and you forget everything else and you're just focusing on the strokes, you're listening to what your dog is saying and how they're feeling, that is so, so awesome for your dog. You're reconnecting at such a deep level. It's bringing goosebumps up on my back because I've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times with all the dogs that I've worked with. Being in that moment with your dog, even if it's for 30 seconds, if it's for a couple of minutes, will mean more to the dog than anything else. And it's going to build upon your relationship. Yeah, because I get that feeling once he, once I touch him, once he's, he's totally chilled. He just, you know. That's great. That's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. <coughs> but I want to do the pro- proper strokes. But like I said, you saw what he does. Like he just rolls over. Okay, now I can't do those ears now. So what you can do there, when he's lying flat on his back and his chest is up in the air, what you can do is just do uh, that shoulder stroke, just do it over his ribcage and back again. Oh, yeah, he'd probably go crazy over that. And then standing it, the the good thing is that I like that about the ears because I can do that when I'm standing at a bus stop or... Yep, yep, always do that. It's a great way. Your dogs will enjoy it when they get used to it, but practice these touches at home where they're where your dog is in their safe environment before you put them out there and they have to deal with everything that's going on while they're working and then you start stroking them and they're going I can't cope practice all these touches at home in a safe space for you and your dog and it will pay off big time out out in the big wide world hi Christine hi my dog likes to lay on her back and uh Sometimes her paws, her back legs, and her her front paws are straight up in the air. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what, so. you can, what you can do there, again, with her chest is do the shoulder stroke, but over her ribcage. Okay. And do it really slowly. And if she likes that, what you can do is, with, say, her front leg being straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. Place both hands around the elbow part of the leg because you're going to work up the leg. Hold very gently and just stroke up very slowly. So you're moving up the dog's leg up to their knee and just hold the pads and then move off slowly. And your dog will love that because you're bringing new awareness to their feet, especially for a dog who's anxious or stressed. The, the the pads will be either very cold or very hot and doing mm-hmm. this will help with with circulation a healthy circulation to the dog's feet you can do that with the back leg too okay thank it's you about, it's about the type of pressure being slow breathing into it and being in that moment with your Pretty dog well is is great mm-hmm. thank you very much it's ruth yes hi ruth Hi, thank you. Um, I was the person who has the dog, the very sensitive uh, (coughs) tail. Um, I'm a retired physiotherapist trained in massage, and my dogs are very blessed to be massaged on a regular basis. But that bottom of the spine is very hypersensitive. And I don't know what happened to him before he came into my life, but he just has to see a brush or a comb, and he is gone like a shot. I don't have to give him free run. He's gone. So, so um, I was just now just, you know, gently 
stroking him down his back and right down to his tail. And he took it maybe once and then he's, he's on, then he gets tense. He really does get tense. I yeah. really think it's there. It's just, he has a hypersensitive pudentic nerve. I think it must be something like that because yeah. I can't, but I can get him to relax very much by just very gently stroking the inside of his thighs, joking his abdomen, everything else. He'll love it and he'll relax completely, but I just cannot, I don't know what to do with that, that part of his, the end of his t- that's great, Ruth. What you can do is rather than think, oh, I, I want to do some work in that area where he's sensitive, <clears throat> work away from it and move your hand slowly down, but nowhere near it before you move your hand away. And what you can do is, is the hand that isn't doing the stroke, just place it on, on your dog somewhere else, say on the shoulder. And as you just stroke down the whole of the dog's body, as you get to, to near that sensitive area and before he responds, just take your hand away. And what you will find over time, because you're working on areas around that sensitive spot, you will over time, and it might be a few weeks, but he will be more receptive to that, to that type of touch. I'm currently lucky if I can brush him just beyond his shoulders. I mean, he's that... Whatever happened to him before I got him, which is three years ago this month, he really, it's not a good thing for him. Like I said, he just has to see anything in my hand. So I have to hide it in my back pocket and start gently petting him and then sneak it out and get a little brush here and there, even just what around type, his neck. Ruth, what type of brush is it? Oh, I have everything. I have a very, very soft, soft brush. I have, I have, oh, I have so many brushes, it's not funny, but I try to use a very soft one. He's a lab, he doesn't really get tangles, but I use very, very, I've gone to a very, very, very soft brush with him because of it, but I've even tried a very gently using a little bit of a comb, which sometimes uh, a golden lab comb that he doesn't really, you know, he'll let me do around his neck and so on, but oh gosh, I have, I could open it up for all the different things I have, but I, I'm just at my wit's end because I don't know what to do with him. But I'll try what you're saying and I'll continue to just gently work further down with him and try to gain his confidence. But it's it's a struggle. Yeah, and, and what what you need to remember, Ruth, is you know, these strokes, massage, they're all about relaxation. Mm-hmm. Massage is very much deeper into the muscles, where with this stroke that you're working with. It's the receptors underneath the skin. Sure. You might have hypersensitivity in those muscles, tendons area. However, you by doing this, you're giving new information to the receptors, which is nice and calming. So you're actually working with that sensitive area without working that sensitive area, if you get my drift. Well, I, I, yeah, because from my time as a clinician, if we had hypersensitive people, we, we have hypersensitive desensitizing techniques. And like I said, I've used a very gentle brush, just yeah. a couple of little strokes, and I've done a lot of things. It, so far, no, no joy, but I'll, I'll, I'll persist. See. Yeah, and, and again, do, do, if he's enjoying it, don't keep doing it. Just less is more, honestly, of less course. is more. So just sure. give a bit. And then give them a break and do as Bill said with the grooming, just get a, you know, a moist cloth and just wipe him over really slowly. 
he needs to know where your hands are. So if you've got one hand on his chest and you've got the cloth in your hand and you just stroke over very, very gently, he knows where your hand is. And yes, he's had some negative experience mm -hmm. and he's got a lot of concern about that area. Mm -hmm. and, and many dogs do. But again, you're giving new information and you and it will take a long time for him to get accustomed to that. There's no quick fixes where when I work with a dog, there's no quick fixes. But just take your time and, and let me know how you get on. Thanks very kindly. My dog is often found laying on his back with his legs in the air. And I was just wondering, um, because his feet's always up there and I, I know that we get sore feet and I imagine the dog do too, you know, walking all the day. Yeah. Uh, do you see any problem with my you know, massaging my dog's foot as opposed to the ear? Or... Again, um, I don't know which lady it was that said her dog lies on her back. I think it was Kim. Yeah. What, you can, what you can do, Barbara, is if he's lying on his back, feet up in the air, with his front leg, just very gently, again, a nice pressure. So you're not tickling. You're not, it's not a hard pressure, but it's a very supportive pressure because you're supporting the leg. Hand either side of the leg down, just underneath the chest at the elbow. And then with both hands, just work them up the dog's leg over the knee. And when you get to the dog's pad, just hold it for a split second and then stroke off the end of your dog's paw. And remember, finishing off in the air. And just do that once, maybe twice. Your dog may pull their paw away. That's fine. Leave it at that. And then... Try a back leg or the other leg. But it's always best to, where you are in relation to your dog, work with that part of the body. And if you have to go work the other side, you move to go around to the other side of the dog. Don't lean over the dog because then your arm will tighten up and you won't get the type of input and information given to the dog. It will be more... Uh, more tense and we don't want that okay wendy how can i help i just wanted to know my dog doesn't really like he doesn't mind being groomed but he doesn't let me do it for a long time and the other thing is um i can rub his ears he loves that but and i can lift the ears up and check them for you know ear infection that type of thing but i cannot put ear drops in his ear he sees them he just runs away hates it so i get the vets to do the long acting ear drops and that that's uh part of uh, half the battle to for having someone else do that for me yeah i the the ear drops thing for most dogs i mean i hate ear drops mm -hmm. it makes makes my throat all itchy and then i start coughing and for dogs, they can't make sense of it. It's just a very unpleasant experience. But one of the strokes I'm going to do in the MP3 is to help with your dog with uh, tightness in the ear. If you think about your ear, and if you put your, your fingers just behind your ear and down towards your jaw, there's a little dip in there, isn't there? There's a hard mm -hmm. bit in the little dip. Dogs have got that too. And if you stroke down that area with your dog, Many dogs, and especially working dogs, get very tense in their neck, just like people. When we're tense, <clears throat> our neck muscles go tight. And what you will find is that that area is very, very tight. The muscles are very, very tight, and all around the ear is tight. 
and I'm not going to do it now because we're running out of time, but I'm going to demonstrate how to do an ear stroke, but it's also got a bit of a circle in the base of the ear to start relieving that tension, and then you get less ear issues. And that's just about all the time we have. See you again on Friday, December 17th. Until then, thanks so much for listening, and do take care. Bye for now.